this one is probably one of my favorite bands in the sense that I don't ever think about them, but that when I go and listen to them, I'm like, why don't I listen to these guys more? And it's Rammstein. It's so good. A friend of mine is a huge Rammstein fan. So good. And the album, and I'm not good with my German, but it's Sensut. If you listen to it, they, that's basically what they say in the album. Now, there are a couple versions of the songs towards the end that are in English, and they're really awkward. But uh, just that whole album is kind of that industrial metal rock, and it's just, I don't know, it's just so, it's, For it's so good. it's stellar. And listen to all their other albums. It's the same thing, but different each album has its own little tweaks and just it's they are really good they have one of my favorite pandora stations that i ever created was with those guys because there's so many other german bands that have a similar type of sound to them that are actually really good also but those guys i saw at the original old school family values tour and they were arguably the best of the five bands that we saw when we were there and they were that's pretty high price. They were the second of the five. There was Orgy. It was awful. Not surprising. And then then Rammstein. And then it was Ice Cube. And Ice Cube wasn't... He was on stage for like 10 minutes. It was actually... Gosh, who was it? Dub C. So like two-thirds of the West Side Connection were there, which was fine. I was cool <laughs> with it. I liked West Side Connection. And then it was Limp Biscuit, and they were good. And then it was Corn, and they were awesome. So I, I can't really complain a lot, but like after I saw that concert, I was like, done. R- Rammstein was the one that stood out where it was so much better, maybe, than you were hoping it would oh, be. Oh, gosh, yeah. I was like, who are these guys? Blech. And then the, the first one of the first things they did, and the guy came out, and he had like a fake bow and arrow that was on fire, and he shot an arrow that went across the stayed and that was just on a wire it wasn't an actual hand, but yeah like, you really can't let that go but it was dope it was cool so yeah, yeah i we, cheated but that's my that's my album. hey that's just fine and we like i said my friend that loves this is is responsible for a yearly tradition during new year's of singing du host drunkenly uh to rock band yeah uh, I, i'm down with that but um yeah probably would never reach my list just because they're they're fairly repetitive has been really the only thing it's it's not uh, not bad i still like them they just never hit that high on my list one of my favorite songs they sing is actually in spanish <laughs> why not yeah it's good I, uh, it's funny so that brings us to 11 this one's going to be really quick because 11 for me is the chronic mm-hmm. uh just uh i had not been exposed to a whole lot of rap at the time and the rap that I had been exposed to like Sir Mix-a-Lot and early Beastie Boys and that sort of a thing it, I liked it but it just didn't didn't hit me in any particular way and then hearing that it's like this is different this is better on such a level as to be just you know I, I could see it becoming very popular and see it and see why, because it's like, I, I can't stop listening to this. And even when you get past the part that it's super offensive 
in, in so many places for for a lot of people and and you know it didn't matter just the music was so good <laughs> the whole album the whole album was good i mean you can you can go to the tail end of that album and still pick up really good um rap songs from it and I, and I just remember you know going back to it when we were when i was talking about it before i was just thinking of it when one of my friends was doing stuff to his car and put just a ridiculous sub in the car and like well what <laughs> what can we what can we play to get this sub to just like explode the car like oh what's dr dre and so yeah that you you could sit in the back seat and like feel your heart explode when we were playing that album in the car funny very funny good but. memories but now you know what this means we are to the beginning of the top 10 sort of for you definitely for me definitely for you <laughs> yes so i don't know how to i don't know how to arrange these but uh, we'll we'll start with one so i kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when they were going i said divul- diverging from their what they're good at to trying to do electronic and it's not really the band so i i chose uh white zombie uh astro creep astro creep 2000 man that cd was good which is white zombies got two albums and i picked this one simply because it was the first one of the two that i owned and i don't know that i like it necessarily more than the first one but god this is so good i mean there's even they even have a song in (laughs) ace ventura 2 soundtrack when they're driving they're driving in the big <laughs> I forgot in the about big that. monster truck thing i don't know it's great this album is if you like heavy metal and you like rock and roll like this is the album almost funk you. metal in a way so good and it's it's just like a lot of the other bands where you is you can call it screaming call it whatever you want it's more than that it's like no, yeah. there's more of that throaty delivery to the the lyrics it's if you haven't listened to white zombie in a while and i hadn't when i was thinking of this list i'm like oh my gosh this is the easiest one to do once again i'll go back to this is one of the first cds that i actually owned was astro creep 2000s and pick through that song and we, when you talked about sketches right so all those albums have like clips from i don't know maybe like 50s horror movies just like it was different stuck in amongst all the songs in there and then you they just rock Uh, so good i can't really say anything yeah and i don't have too much to add to that just because i had never really owned it when i was younger and i had to borrow it from a a friend to listen to and i felt kind of bad because it took me a while to get it back to him because it was so good Mm -hmm. and i just didn't uh i did i did return it i think eventually i'm pretty sure i did Uh not really sure now you're in trouble now but for me to to bring in the top 10 in that same kind of vein of that that pulse that really gets you moving that 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 can elicit something from you i have to go to rage against the machine by rage against the machine that cd for the angry teenager or the angry early adult or the angry anybody for that matter uh it's that it it was just it was great and i know it's intended by the 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 lead singer at the very least if not the intent entire band this is a commentary a, a political commentary about what and i don't care yeah that's it, cool yeah. <laughs> it's just really do what you good. need to do just keep making it sound the same because it's good i mean sure it, you, you, it, we'll talk about that later but just play the music now and 
same thing with that particular album. Like, I don't view them as a commercial band, but they had a lot of their songs in things. Um, gosh, the one thing I can think of for sure the is the end of the Matrix. Yeah. But they had their song. Like, there's a lot of recognizable stuff on that album. And it's just so good front to back. Now, that album is not in my list, um, but future list I will get to. So <laughs> that, that, yeah, that album is not not there, and it, it, I, that's a really good album. But that's yeah. Not. All right. So next, okay, number Gosh. nine. And and I'm not I'm not joking on this. My number nine. This could easily be my number two, mm-hmm. but it's just scribbled down on this list here in this position, so we'll go with it. Um, uh, I've got me one of my, gosh, top two, three favorite bands, um, that's Guar, and then the album is This Toilet Earth. So good. Yeah, I got to say, there's not a better band to listen to if you want to think about uh, Muppets squealing. Than Guar, I was <laughs> obsessed with Guar. I had so this takes us back time frame wise, but I had gosh VHS tapes. They they made movies of their they albums. Did they did? Uh, one of them was Grammy nominated. Actually, um, I didn't know that. Uh, Phallus in Wonderland. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. what kind of video was that? You know what? That was one I never saw because when I, I got to the stage of being able to listen to Guar and collect their VHS tapes, that was the one that you couldn't get. Be, uh, why? I don't know. Like, it wasn't like you couldn't go to the store and buy that one. I mean, I could go to the store and buy all the other ones. I could come up with some reasons. They're probably all wrong. But... <laughs> yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't think it took it to that extreme, but. I certainly hope not. The. I had the albums, I had the VHS tapes, uh, posters, still to this day, one of my favorite bands, going back to people, you know, rest in peace, Odorous, um, just that, like, why that album? Um, it's a great question. Like, my, my tag, my email address, my gamer thing is actually one album after that, which is Ragnarok. But that album, I bought that one first, and where I saw them, and where I first was like, 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 why are these guys so awesome? Was Beavis and Butthead during one of their little movie clips, you know, just like going on about like war, war. Yeah, I thought that was fake at first because that's how I first learned about them too. Was Beavis and Butthead? It's like, wow, this this is actually a band. It's like Ninja Turtles, but not yeah and then listen to them and i really thought they were okay yeah so so good great like once again i'll go back to it like get rid of the fact that you know what they look like and they have the albums and the all the performances they do they spray blood and urine and whatever all over the crowd if you didn't even know that and just looked it just listened to their music you'd be like this is good music if you're into that genre of music of course and 
gosh, one of my favorite bands. So I could go on and on and on. I, I can tell you that I even did a paper on them, a presentation on them <laughs> for my communications <laughs> class when I was uh, a freshman. Make so, your own paper mache ma uh, mask for the presentation. No, I talked about how they went to like a, like they went to school and they decided blah 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 and this is all the individual members and like this is their actual real names and this is their stage names and like had a whole five minute presentation on them got an a on it it was dope it was so good <laughs> and that solidified gore is the best yes my i i can even take in one of my vhs tapes and did part of my presentation was a one minute video representation of one of their concerts it was so good so funny well, going back again to uh, something that's more of the, the standard uh, alternative fare, maybe not quite grunge, but my number nine comes in with uh, uh, Weezer. Uh, the, I believe it was the Green Album that it was. It had you know, the Sweater Song and all of the other stuff that uh, really, uh, not only did they have a solid sound and the, the songs were super catchy and the videos were just genius. I mean, I, I can I, I st wish the band was still together. I mean, because I loved them, and they were never. I mean that 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 album was a big success, but I don't think any of their other ones were, which was just sad because they were all really solid. I felt, and it's a little out there sometimes. But I, I feel like they had some commercial success on all their albums, at least for one of the songs on, on them. Well, I know and, the the whole reason they broke up was because of just that reason. At least the, from the articles that I read, that was what it was. I thought didn't their uh, bassist didn't he pass away a while ago? Uh, it might have been the case. I'm a little out of touch on some of that stuff. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, that, but play play songs on that, and you'll know exactly who it is. Absolutely, you, you'll know the sound. You'll know the the songs. I I feel like if you listen to the radio, you watched MTV, or you had a friend that was alive in that time period, that you probably would recognize half of the Weezer songs. Yeah, it's hard not to. Like, you knew exactly who they were. All right, so now I guess we got to keep eight. we got to keep moving on here, right? So Ocho and Upo. Um, this one. Gosh, where did I first see this album at? So I was in. We were in a class with a couple folks. I was in high school, and my friend showed me the album he showed me the names of the songs and we're like huh, huh, cool giggle you know but are you going bloodhound gang on me oh no bloodhound gang underrated <laughs> they are actually really good foxtrot you, you know no. anyway, anyway um it's uh red hot chili peppers like oh, your sex magic of course if if you like rock and i like a lot of bass and funk and that type of stuff well that's just a perfect marriage right there and that album is just amazing front to back we talk about that a lot on Absolutely. the front to back but just Meant go to, to that album to. and pick out a song like you know that song you've heard that song before like go to that song well you've heard that song because you've heard that album before and they've got other good albums but nothing like what that album was and as far no. as their sound their iconic sound and what i picture them sounding like it's that album it's not like californication or anything like that Although that's a good album, it's Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Definitely, definitely. I remember hearing Under the Bridge the first time on the radio and getting chills because I thought it was so good. And that that really played, like you said, through the whole album. It's really great. It almost made my top 20. But 
Uh, for me, it's just kind of the replayability. I, I'm sure probably what it is is I listen to it entirely too much, and it just doesn't hold that same place in my in my heart that it used to. But man, that was such a good CD. Great CD, absolutely. But that brings us back to a contemporary uh, uh, in a similar vein, at least in the sense that a lot of times when you think of Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of the other bands that you kind of might think of would be Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. So the the Purple Album hits me with number eight. And I also had Core kind of written down there because I love Core as well. But I felt the, the Purple Album just had a little more longevity to it because, uh, you know, the, you know, with core being their first kind of financial success and their first real foray into the public eye at least to the scale that it was it was good but they immediately changed their sound with the second cd and pretty much everything they released after that had at least some imprint of that style going forward and it and it blended so many things and then when you mixed into the fact that they had as the very last track that uh giant space at the end that gave you the hidden, the, the hidden song and all it was was just a cheesy send up to another artist I had never heard of before up until that point uh, so like Johnny Mathis who the heck is Johnny Mathis I had to go listen to him now it's like if they think he's good enough to do a song for it I gotta go listen to it and it was just uh, I, I love that love that disc and, and I feel like there's probably that one person that will hear this and be like I have that album. What's he talking about? Like, <laughs> never got there. You know, just look at the last track on there. It's like 15 minutes long. Like, why is that? You just got to sit and play through nothing. Because I, I remember on the CD player, just hitting the forward button on it, and then I heard it starting. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, what is this? Let's just go back just a little bit. And I used the song. I used to have the minute point memorized exactly when that song would start. The second part's like, eh, there it is. Let's go and listen. So good. Stone Temple Pilots, I mean, all their albums are good. Yeah, I don't have a single one I dislike. All righty, so we're getting closer. We're creeping up there. Okay, I'm trying to know how to organize and arrange these. So the next one on my list, I'll just do, I'll do my last cheat. How about that? Okay. My last cheat. So this one is, it's, 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 technically it's 1989. I'm stretching it. Okay. But the, the popularity rolled into the 90s and then died really soon, as soon as Nirvana, as soon as, uh, I suppose, like Teen Spirit, and like that song and that video came out, done. <laughs> they disappeared. Done. Who was um, so I've got Motley Crue and Dr. Feelgood. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, memories. So I mentioned a little bit like, this was, this was the first CD, one of the first CDs I got. Tapes. So <laughs> I had all the Motley Crue tapes. And my sister had that. Um, she have a tape or she have a CD for She might have had a CD for that one. But I heard that one. I was like, what is this rock and roll stuff that I'm hearing here? So, you know, I got, I got that. And then I just backtracked and just started collecting the other Motley Crue tapes that went before that and they're all good mm-hmm. i guess in my my biased opinion they're oh, all yeah. really good everything's biased but that if you think about it so we're going back to the formative years well if i'm listening to motley Crue, like that's a perfect segue to a lot of the music that 
I listen to now. It's very hairbandish. It's like the quintessential oh, hairband, but they don't sound like Poison and Rat and all those. There's more of that metally sound in this album. It verges more... just a little harder than yep. the other ones were, definitely. And they're the band that's, to an extent, kind of withstood their they're down they withstood the 90s and were popular and now they're touring and stuff like I, I, they've they're still there and they're old and they're still really good but it's just it's just fun yeah i mean it's it's never never had like the the happy music like the the whole van halen era uh that they they had uh where they just did sometimes covers of older songs or whatever, and it's like, oh, we're, we're just goofy and having fun. No, it wasn't that, but you couldn't help but just have fun listening to that kind of music in the process. You know, just that slight tinge of, it's slightly naughty. Oh, girls, girls, girls. Uh, Had them all. Had them in the old Walkman. Played side A. Oh, got to flip it over. Put in side B. That reminds me. Now, girls, 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 instead of making me think of Motley Crue, makes me think of uh, a leisure suit Larry game. But I won't get into that right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Games later, yes. Games right? later. That'll be a later discussion. So what you got? Well, going up to number seven, uh, just uh, a band that I that I adored, and I got into multiple uh, debates with a friend at the time that he loved this band and he loved this other band and didn't understand why. If I liked this band, I could not like this other band very much. And the band for me is Candlebox. Uh, that and self-titled on that that uh, disc in '93, kind of, uh, you know, even cri- even critics would say, hey, it kind of feels like they're really heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin and and a couple of other things, but that's not a bad thing because they, they best rock bands ever. Yeah. Exactly, they they took it and I felt that they polished the parts that I liked and added some other things to it, and they just they just rocked. And it's like, well, you you would like this. Uh, 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 you know, like this other uh, band, Dream Theater, that I that I've got for you. And at the time, it's like, yeah, no, I don't. I, I wasn't ready for Dream Theater at the time. I just, I just couldn't get into it. But, yeah, somebody I worked with was just a, when later on after high school was a big fan of Dream Theater, and that kid was a big DB. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that could have colored your your opinion slightly. Yeah, a, a little bit, yes. But I, I've, to be honest with you, I've, I don't know that I've ever heard Dream Theater and Candlebox. Couldn't, couldn't name. I couldn't name, uh, couldn't a, name a single a song. song. No. If you have never heard it, it is it is slick. It's not overproduced slick, but it just it just it has. A couple of the things that I'm just a mark for on a couple of their songs. I love timing changes, and I love crescendo. And they've got a couple of songs where they do that so good. Well, they're still touring right now, yeah. right? So, so. They're, they've, they've got a following. They're still making money off yeah. of playing their songs. So there's a, a lot of the bands it. that are on here that we talked about. They're not doing that, and they still are. Yeah. So that's there's something to be said about that. We're getting closer here, right? Yeah. Getting getting real close. So I'm gonna throw in, I'm gonna throw in one that's kind of well, it's not in the grunge family, but we're gonna get closer to a lot of those, and that is corn. Now touched a little bit on it when I went to the Family Values tour. Well, the reason that I went to the Family Values tour was to see corn. Of course, I got to see the other bands that were there, and the album that I have is just their self-titled 
album, Corn. And if you if you listen to it, there are a lot of songs on their albums after that album that you could tell that they were getting better at what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But this one just kind of had that rough, just real heavy, grimy, just... Like you found something special, almost like seeing Clerks for the first time sort of a thing. Just rocking out with that... I don't, it's hard to describe because I really like the harder rock and metal and stuff like that. And this was a good mix of, it was, the grunge era was very short. And this album was right at the tail end of that. And it had the metal in it. And then it had bass lines that were real simple, but had a little bit of some twang to them. So they, they mixed in a whole bunch of elements in it. And I don't know, I was hooked. Now, not hooked anymore, but at the time... That was my jam. Like that album, that was. That got a lot of people going. I that, mean, that was it. It's so much so that we did a project in high school for a Shakespeare play. They do a Shakespeare play. So we were just like, well, let's just choose the most random one that no one knows anything about. And we were like, uh, what's this one? Never heard of it. Titus Andronicus. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do that. So, like, one of the scenes that were in there, and the video was amazing, by the way, because yeah. we just filmed it, and then we went back over and dubbed it in really cheesy voices. But we introduced some corn music into one of the crucial scenes in the... Uh, there's an assault that goes on in it. So, it was us walking yeah. up, and then corn music. It was dope. It was so good. Yeah, I, I definitely liked Corn, but they were one of those things where, hey, there's really three tracks I love on this disc, and I really didn't care about any of the other ones. I could never quite get to the point where I just wanted to listen to the whole disc, but I really loved the songs that were good. I could listen to over and over and over again. And it's just kind of, that's I think that's one of the reasons that it didn't quite make it onto my list. But uh, thinking of something that's crunchier and heavier, Something that uh, generally elicits a strong reaction from people now in a different way than I think they used to in a, in a lot of different senses, and that's Metallica, is my number six, the Black Album. That that kind of just blew my mind when I heard it the first time. It's another one of those albums that I could have listened to over and over and over again from front to back, and it was so. It was my introduction to Metallica, really. I mean, I'd heard little snippets of Masters, uh, a Master of Puppets before, but not enough to really get a feel for it, and so it never really stuck. But when I heard the Black Album, it just, it stunned me. It's like, I have to listen to every single note these guys have ever played and gain every album and just started from the very beginning up until that point and heard the progression and, and how they altered their sound, and it was just amazing, and I really loved them. For a while. <laughs> For a while. So that like, that one's on my um, honorable mention list, actually. So I, I struggle with because like I really, I really wanted to have Injustice for All because that that was like 88. It was 88, it was I think. Pushing it. it was pushing it. So it was like just out of the bounds. And that's the one that a lot of the Metallica fans say is their like... That's their best. That's their best. The Black Album was one of... When I st- first started, like, what's what's music? Let's listen to music. And I said I had the Motley Crue tapes. Well, one of the first tapes that I got was the Black Album. I heard somebody playing that album, and he had a Metallica jean jacket on, and a Metallica thing on the back of his <laughs> jean vest or jacket or whatever it was. And I'm like, let's check out the Black Album. And so I got that tape. I got that cassette tape. 
And it was really good. You know, once again, going back to the internet stuff, I could go back into the liner notes and read all the lyrics. I could see very shadowy pictures of their faces. Yeah. And I'd never seen or heard or I have no idea who these guys were. So that was my first introduction to it, too. So when it came time to get DVDs, well, let's get to Injustice for All. So I was one of the first CDs that everyone was in Justice for All. And that one is... That one, if if we're going back to the early '80s, boom, that'd be on my list, and that'd be way up at the top. Way up at the top, definitely. I loved I loved the the early albums where they would always have an instrumental on there. That those were always my favorite tracks on any given album they did, and it made me a little sad that they didn't really do it past the the black album. Uh, but uh, I still have all the other ones. I have like Load and Reload and Death Magnetic and. There's another one. It's, it's just, I don't remember the names of them now because they're just meh. There's yeah. good songs on them. Well, it's but... not, and the funny thing is I went back and listened to them, and it's not even to me that they're meh. They're actually pretty good. But you're comparing pretty good to amazing. Yeah. And it's really hard to, to, to go from and justice for all to reload. And it's just like, it's, it's just not the same. Yeah, uh, and... I tried. I tried to go back to them. Like I said, I have. I still have. I still have CDs. I have tons of Metallica on my phone right now. But I still yeah, have tracks, yeah. even from Load and Reload, because there's still just a couple of cherries. It's like you know that one's still really good. Yeah, you can pick up you know about four songs off some of them, and then the rest just yeah, no thank you. All yeah. right, top five. We're getting there, right? So one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I guess that's on there. So. The next one I got here is some along the lines of like what is what you had. So you had purple for some mm-hmm. the pilots. Yeah, I have core, and the reason that I have core was when I go back to I, I still classify Stone Temple Pilots as a grunge band. Everybody does for the most part. Yeah. And that is the grunge sound, I think, at its finest. Definitely. And that's why I like that particular album. And like I said, I like all the Stone Temple Pilots albums. And I'm not saying that that one necessarily is my favorite. It's kind of hard to say which one is my favorite. But even going back and listening to Core, like there's just so many recognizable, just like heavy, just like that up-tempo, grungy rock sound where the river goes and sex type thing and it's just and they have other songs in there too i mean they have some slower songs and even some slightly hints of poppy songs in there they have the mix of everything in the album it's just that's the one that sticks in my brain when it comes to the grunge era and stone temple pilots definitely uh and I won't really add to that because obviously I've given my two cents about Stone Temple Pilots at this point. But uh, number five for me is uh, one of the first CDs that really blew my mind that you could do something really, really different, have it be heavy and have it be awesome. For me, that was Undertow by Tool. And, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier and the his writing style for music and for lyrics and everything it's yeah i i i didn't know what to make of it it's one of those things where you're talking about we don't give songs very long to listen to i had to listen to that album it had one or two songs that i knew i immediately loved and the rest of them was like i'm not sure about this and i had to listen to it over 
and over again so that I could actually even form an opinion because it's not I didn't immediately hate it and I think I kind of liked it but I wasn't sure and now I, that there isn't there isn't a track on there that I don't like and talking about the hidden tracks thing instead of having that huge gap in the last tracks like we're going to have 69 tracks <laughs> and it was just you know just kind of that little hidden thing for for the last track on there I mean it was cool. Add to that the fact that whoever they got to put their videos together uh, is demented and wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and they were disturbing in just the right ways. Loved yeah, it. There, a lot of my friends had Tool albums and listened to it. And uh, we mentioned when we were talking about this before is that I try. I try to get in. I, I, I might even like a perfect circle more than tool but i just oh i don't i don't have any of it on my phone um i don't own any of the albums outside of the phone so i know they're good i know they're a good band i know they're a good sound and a lot of people that like this genre of music have a tool album or three in their portfolio of albums not me just didn't have them well, don't worry. We'll change that. We'll, 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 we'll get me initiated <laughs> we'll, into we'll, that. We'll work on you. Okay, so we're getting closer here, right? So I've got... We're, we're kind of carrying on a similar vibe here, right? So the next one I've got is Alice in Chains. And I, I, I went with Dirt on this one. Now, there are a few Alice in Chains albums that are out there, of course. A few. There's not likely that. During this period of time, it's basically Dirt and Facelift. And I, Dirt was the album that I got because of the song Wood that was on the singles soundtrack. Oh, man, what a soundtrack. Absolutely. So that album, it, that's once again going back to the, in my opinion, my sound, like the quintessential grunge sound that is Alice in Chains. And after I got that, I got Facelift. And couldn't listen to it, and didn't listen to it, and it just sat, and it sat, and I never listened to it. And then their next album, their self-titled album, the one that had like the three-legged dog on it, and then there was Jar mm-hmm. of Flies, or vice versa, and those have good songs on them, I listened to those albums. The Facelift, never listened to. And probably within the last year, just mowing the lawn, like, well, let's listen to some Alice in Chains here. There are a ton of good songs on Facelift. Facelift was really good. I'm like, where, like, what was I doing? I got trapped in my um, 30 minutes, 30 seconds of this song, skip. 30 seconds of this song, skip. Takes a little to develop on some of those. So I really missed out on listening to Facelift, which is now just such a great album. But Dirt was the one that I picked because there's just some quintessential Alice in Chains songs that are on there, and the whole album has just got that grungy Alice in Chains sound to it. So definitely down. Dirt is on my list also, a little higher up. Ooh, but uh, Ooh. so I will definitely agree, and I won't comment once we get to mine. I'm just going. It's basically number three on my list, but uh, it's uh, when I had tapes same kind of thing it's that's the tapes that i always had in my vehicle anytime i was going anywhere and listening to anything on the road that was the road music it was alice in chains and they just they the the blend of their voices i think was so unique and so much better 
than pretty much anybody else. I mean, any other band, you got the lead singer. And if you had backup vocals, eh, whatever, you could go the Lenny Kravitz route and have him record himself as his backup vocals. But to have two different people blend so well and have that sound on top of it, I, I loved it. Good old Jer Bear. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you see that, I feel like, on a, maybe even more so on, a, on an album like Jar of Flies, which... It's kind of mellow, but really, really good. And I think you see that. That's that's an underrated. I noticed it more. We talked earlier about their Unplugged album. You you could hear more of them trying to contribute on multiple vocal tracks yeah. within that particular album. So, which of course messed me up whenever I listened to the Unplugged and trying to sing along, and then one of them would get louder than the other. So I'm starting on the harmony, and then all of a sudden I'm in the the uh, and the melody, and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Which which person am I, am I singing? Well, with? you, well, you. It's just they're they're real good, and obviously yeah. they're a quintessential band from this era. Uh, so that this brings me to my to my last out of order, or not out of order, but my last uh, non grungy sounding actually hits in my top five because it's one of my favorite bands of all time, and that is the Black Crows. Amorica is uh, is a southern rock. Doesn't sound really like anything else of the time period. I felt, and and it's so well put together. Uh, I just there isn't a track that I don't know every word to, and can't sing along with. And it's just so. It just makes me joyous when I listen to it, and. Uh, you know, just get uh, you know, a couple of the tracks even have uh, you know full choir backup, and that to me is the add a choir into a song, and that's another of the things that I'm just a mark for. Okay, fine, that that's going to be an awesome song, whatever it is. It's got a choir. Yeah, if you can assemble it and make it sound right, there's they do that a few on a few times on a lot of bands actually, and it always is a highlight on their albums. Now. If that if songs from that album were played, would I recognize them? Probably not. Probably not. I am. I know who the band is. I've heard a few of their songs, but that album, no, that wasn't me. That that was not. Those weren't my jams at the time. So, I, I said I, I am definitely aware of the band, and I know for the most part what they sound like. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was. I just ignored them or there weren't a lot of people around me that were listening to it. And once again, I'll go back to like the radio stuff. Like I wasn't going to get any of that stuff on the radio. So if, and if no one else around me was really listening to it at all, I was going to be shut out from that stuff. Yeah. I think I heard a lot more of that later on when I went to when I was done with high school and was in college. So I saw more of them. I saw more of it on like MTV and on the radio stations and stuff like that. But and so many other people listen to more like Shake Your Money Maker and things like that, and it it, it had a a slightly different sound than the rest of their stuff. So that may be why it didn't get as much play. I'm just speculating on that. But or it could have been the fact that it had uh, on the cover art the picture of a woman in a bikini bottom where a portion of some of the hair was coming out, and you if you got it at Walmart, you couldn't have that. They had to black that out, and I can't remember what I found. Because that... it, it was just it was just the bikini it bottom and a whole on all black. Exactly. Yes, I remember that now. And uh, and, and I 
don't even think that was their artwork for that album. I was I was seeing something that that predated the release of their CD, and I have to I have to look again. But it was it was associated with something else before that. So I I'm I'm wondering if they just saw it and thought, hey, this this matches what we're trying to do. And I thought it was kind of funny. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I I remember. See, now that you mentioned that, like, okay, I know that cover. I've seen that cover. I've seen both of the covers. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Couldn't tell you a you know, single song on the entire thing. <laughs> I do remember the album cover. It's hard to forget. Number three. Gosh, we're so close here. Um, where am I at? Oh gosh, is there? I've only got two, really. Right? Is that all I've got left? I can't be right. Well, math is not our strong suit. No. Oh yeah. No, I've got I've got three more left. Good. Okay. Whoo. I feel like yeah. So one, two. Three, yes, okay, so any of these, once again, could be interchangeable. But what I've got here is uh, Pearl Jam, and I've got them for 10, the album. <laughs> and there there were, obviously, there are other albums. Um, I really like, when was Vitalogy? When that was that like, oh, that was a little like later. 90, that was like ninety seven ish, wasn't yeah. it? Right yeah. in that so, area. So, well, it could have even been a little later than that. But so ten just kind of made the most sense because it fit perfectly in the era. And I'll go back to what I said before about the other ones, like that quintessential Pearl Jam sound, the quintessential rock, like heavier sound, like the grungier type music. Not quite, not quite to the extent of the other bands. No, their own unique sound, which evolved and just kept changing and growing and one of the few bands right now that is still going strong and still oh, making albums such a and following. still on tour so um one of the bands that i've i don't go to many concerts but i definitely have seen them live before at a really big outside venue really big alpine valley up in uh, wisconsin mm-hmm. there's a lot of room for people to run around and do bad stuff up there i so, can imagine uh, that was a really good concert. They're a good band. And they've got one of my favorite band's artists in their band, which is Matt Cameron. He plays drums. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, And it's kind of funny. That is also on my list, as as it should be. Just one <laughs> one higher. One notch, yeah. Uh, but for me, it, it, it has a special place in, in a slightly different way. When I heard that, album the first time i mean my jaw was on the floor not only was it something that you could listen to from the beginning to end every song wasn't just good every song was great which kind of ruined soundgarden for me or not soundgarden but it ruined pearl jam for me after that point because every album they released after that point to me was just not nearly as good as it was couldn't meet the standards no and there are other albums up to that I, I think I, I, I collected them up until Yield. I never got Yield, and I stopped. That, that was my last, up to that point, didn't get any after that. So, I mean, I have a collection of about four or five albums, but that one, and then I thought the albums after that were great, too. They're just not the same. No. Not, not the punchy, like the the sound that you think of that I think of when I think of that era no. that. but that's good because they evolve they change well, yeah, you have to. To do. and you're an artist you want to you know, do something new you want to you do something that, that makes you and, and, uh, and uh, 
audience happy and and makes you connect and for me i mean definitely it, they, they still had songs that i like but i mean that first album whether it was just the music or whether it was their performance on saturday night live i believe it was where didn't he start climbing the rafter no it wasn't saturday night live it was a, a concert i think where he went up into the rafters better went up there and just it, what was insane or uh, the the video to jeremy that was just so striking and mm-hmm. and just if you didn't have a tear well up, it, you weren't human sort of a thing. And it just, it stuck with me. And we'll, we'll touch on, we've touched on it before. Like once again, they had some a song on a single soundtrack, actually two songs. They have two songs. Yes, right? they did. Like, Oh, Pearl Jam. Huh? Well, let's see how these guys are. Definitely. Yeah. So then that would bring three back to me where I had dirt from Allison Chains and we won't go any further into that, which brings us to number two for you. Well, actually, if I think if I'm, Doing this math right, I'm at three. Well, like I said, math is not... two. Well, you said you had three left. Because <laughs> yeah, remember, I already said one. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, who cares? It's, it's just numbers. Um, so really, I have two more bands that I can read off because one for me was Sailing the Seas of Cheese. So mm-hmm. who is number three? Well, I've got two choices here. So I'm going to go with back to what we've touched on a little bit, which is Rage Against the Machine, but I chose Evil Empire. Evil Empire is really good. So, with this one, like I said, we like that their first album. And when it went to our turn in the football locker room to play the music, well, guess what album got played an awful lot? <laughs> it was that one. So... People probably got annoyed by listening to a lot of that album over and over and over again. But to this day, I can pick that album up and play <laughs> any song and listen to whatever I, I want. I want to do what it. you tell me? Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, but. <laughs> so, and and they're, they're actually, they're, uh, the third album, the one after that, which was the, gosh, I can't even think of anything right now. as the something to Los Angeles. Uh, great album also so they have really like three solid on point albums they've got one where they do a bunch of covers yeah and that's really good too I was kind of surprised at that one because you know covers like you say can kind of go either way they can either be just kind of I'm glad you like that artist and I don't like your version of their song yeah so that's really good albums and like it just because of the songs that are on that one I think the album's a little bit more polished uh it's just kind of the era. Like, that's the one we jammed out to all the time. So all those songs are stuck in my head. So that's why I chose that one. So that would end up bringing it back to the number two for me, which was 10 from Pearl Jam, which we've kind of already covered, which will then bring it back to you for your number two, which ends up being the number one, but it's not number one because it's number two. Number two. Which will probably be the same as my number one. Well, which is Soundgarden. Which is Soundgarden. Which uh, one did you go with? But I, I did Bad well, Motorfinger. Bad Motorfinger, of course, because I'm going to do Super Unknown. Exactly. And it's the it's the heavy grunge sound with just the peaking vocals that match up with the songs. And it's when you, I, I guess when you think of the mainstream songs for Soundgarden, you're going to think of Super Unknown. But when you think of the ones, it's kind of like kind of like Primus. Mm-hmm. When you think of the ones that are the quintessential Primus songs, 
they are the ones that are unsailing the seas of cheese. When you think of the ones that you see on MTV, well, there's pork soda. Uh, well, you, you think of um, My Name is Mud. You think of Winona's Big Brown Beaver. You think of the other songs on Absolutely. the other albums. But when you go to a concert and people want to hear the quintessential Primus songs, they are on it's Sailing Seas of Cheese. Yeah. Well, when you go to, I think, Soundgarden, I think the quintessential songs that you hear a lot from those are going to be the ones that are on Bad Motor Finger. Yeah, Rusty Cage. And... and Jesus Christ Pose. Like Those were the ones, to me, that have just the best combo of that heavy grunge sound that just melds together well, and then the vocals that just match with everything. And that's... Well, and the intensity that they have through that album the whole way is just just kind of amazing. But for me, again, it's super super unknown. I just it it has so much more polish to it, and it has such a better, I think, display of melodic vocals than the uh, uh, Bad Motor Finger has. I mean, he's he's soaring all over the place in Bad Motor Finger. He's he's getting to high levels that make me cry every time I try and match when I'm singing in the car along with his music. But for the most part, at least in Super Unknown, I can kind of keep up for the, you know, for what I want to do. And, but more than that, it's just the, it's, it's more emotive to me where there's more drive and bad motor finger. I feel a feeling with Super Unknown. And it's just kind of that that's how it comes across to me. Yeah, so like it's when it comes to those albums, it, if you're gonna put them on a grading scale, so like out the the, the bad motor finger to me is an A plus. Well super known's an A. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. It's, it's not it like they're flip flops for me around. So it's it's hard to say. Well, should I get the steak or should I get the other steak? Okay, we'll have steak. We'll just get the steak. Yeah. It's it's the sound of the era that I had the poster on the wall that I jammed out to that I couldn't go and see Soundgarden when it came time for me to be able to go and watch concerts. They broke up, so let's go watch Audio Slave. Like they they were my, well, I guess Primus would actually be my favorite from that era, but. Once again, in the A position, behind the A-plus position, would be Soundgarden. Yeah. And everybody else is just behind. It's those two, for sure, for me. It's, it's, it's definitely hard to, to pass up, because Chris Cornell is still the only musician I've ever been front row center for. Now, admittedly, it wasn't when he was with Soundgarden. It also wasn't when he was with Audio Slave. It was when he was on his own. But I'll take it, because it's Chris freaking Cornell. Yeah. And now we will never be able to experience that again. So it's like, you know, you think about that. There's a lot of those artists that are like that. There's so gone. Lindsay we, Daly. We can't, we can't do Alice in Chains. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is off and on. Yeah, they, they've been doing some stuff. Yeah, recently. I'm pretty sure they were back together last time I checked. So the, you might have a chance to watch them. So you can't do STP. Um, Corn, yeah. We talked about Candlebox. They're still on tour. Corn's on yeah. tour. Uh, the Chili Peppers are on tour. I mean, they're they're going to be going for a long time. I feel like, according to uh, Deadpool, if you visit a state fair, you will find uh, <laughs> you'll find the Spend Doctors, or at the doorstop in my bedroom at home still. No, we we were going to throw out some honorable mentions. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. Who do you have? So I just real quick, I um, I have Cake. 
Some, oh yeah, how could I forget cake? Yeah, passion nugget. Just man. Just get some good jams in there. Uh, and we mentioned I mentioned before Metallica on the Black Album, and then the other one to sneak it in there was Three Eleven. Three Eleven. That yeah. album's good. Surprised me. I, you know, a couple friends are real big Three Eleven fans. I like and Transistor a little better than Three Eleven. I like but. Transistor too. I I ran into a couple things getting CDs when I was young. When I was getting CDs, in that you go to Circuit City and you're like, "Yes, Circuit City." I said Circuit City. You could pick up a, <laughs> a CD. You're like, "Yeah, I want this one." And then you take the packaging off and then you get the inside and edited version. <laughs> that was always oh, the worst. Oh my gosh! So like Transistor, I got the edited version, and then. Um, there's one other album. I can't. My my friend got the edited version of uh, Cypress Hill, which is just incredibly oh, funny. Oh man! He got fooled. Like you didn't even know. That's and awful. That was the worst one. It was okay. It was Fashion Nugget. I got the edited version of that one. Ugh. I didn't even know. Like you, it's not labeled anywhere on it. That's why I was smart and I went to Media Play. Yes, I said Media Play <laughs> to get my stuff. Uh, if you couldn't go there, go to Karma. Absolutely. So my three that I have to mention as as honorable mention, I had so many of them, but the three that I think kind of really fit, one would be the Foo Fighters. They they had their self-titled release in 95, and obviously that one was just a super solid album and just showed the potential that, that they continued to, to hit new heights with every album. Uh Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. I mean, yeah, it's kind of um, dated in a lot of ways, but at the time, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that something Half off the that songs album. on that album. Absolutely. And, and it was super good. And then for me, and I didn't discover this until later, but it was from that era, and I can't help but love it. Uh, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. It That was just such a fun disc to listen to. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to yeah. mess with. <laughs> I, I've only recently discovered the Wu-Tang. Oh, man. Good old ODB. So going back here, yeah, can't really have Wu-Tang because no ODB. But, uh, or Dirt McGirt, I guess, is what he later became known as. Uh, uh, Method Man. You can still hear some Method Man here and there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. Uh, Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I've, I definitely have uh, gone back to some because I, I never listened to them at all. But that was just, they've been a recent discovery for me too. They got some good stuff. Well, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of chitting and a lot of chatting. And an hour and 52 minutes later. <laughs> okay, so apparently we're going to need to edit this down just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe make it a two-parter. This might be a two-parter. Yeah, we'll find a good break in the middle somewhere. Yeah, well, we're we're definitely glad that you're along with us for our first foray, uh, first real foray into this, and hopefully it has been as interesting for you as it has been for us. And once again, like I, I'm hoping that you'll hear these albums, and maybe you've never heard of one of the artists, or maybe you've heard of them and just haven't listened to them in a long time, and like, hey, like I said, bust out that app on your phone and let's listen to some of these people, and. Maybe you'll just relive the glory days of the albums that you heard. Bring back some memories. Well, once again, so that's about it for now. And there will be more to come. We have lots of discussions about lots of things that we can do. This one's an easy one. 
a lengthy one, but a fun one. So that's why we're all wordy in here and, and doing this for such a long time. But when you have 20 albums per person and you just spend maybe a minute on each one, it just adds up. So. Absolutely. We have learned our lesson. Next time, our list, 30. 30 albums. Maybe not. But maybe, maybe only do. Uh, Two honorable mentions instead of three. <laughs> that'll cut at least that'll, 15 minutes off. That'll get it down. That'll get it down. All right. Excellent. Well, thanks for your time. Peace. Peace.